solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this, this is Potter Watched, Watched and the Cursed, Cursed Play Part, Part two. two. Part Two. <laughs> um, so we're recording this all at once, but um, we'll probably have a split um, to talk about the two sections of the play. Um, so we just ended with the Dementors being very spoopy. Oh, super spoop. Ugh, and we got to see Umbridge. Oh, yeah. Does she come out? Oh, yeah, because she's yeah. the one that says happy, like, Baltimore Day or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, Umbridge... Oh, I thought Umbridge did a good job, too. Oh, I yeah, forgot. She was. she was another one that did a really good job. I think job. she was double cast. Was that also McGonagall? McGonagall? I think so. She did a great job as Umbridge. I was, uh, like, similarly uncomfortable. No, McGonagall was McGonagall and the Trolley Witch. <laughs> um, oh, so Aunt, Aunt Petunia, Madame Hooch, and Umbridge were all the same person. And she was good as Petunia, And she was too. good at Petunia. She yeah. was good. She was good. That actress um, was just Catherine good. Meisel. Thank you, Catherine Meisel. Great work. Ginny Potter was Poppy Miller, which is the cutest name. Poppy. Yeah. Poppy's an adorable name. Um, she was good. I liked the actress. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I thought she was really good. Um, I also thought the actor that played Harry was very good. Like, yeah, I, we said that. Yeah. And um, yeah, and oh, were you saying Jenny was good? Yeah, she I was l- very Bonnie Wright esque, but like in a good way, in a better way than Bonnie Wright. <laughs> she said Bonnie Wright, but better. <laughs> um. The same guy played Uncle Vernon Snape and Lord Voldemort, and I gotta say, I didn't love him. Um, he, he did a little bit of the Alan Rickman of it all with Snape, but, like, not enough. Like, I just, um, I, it was, I'm acting. This is right, me acting. Right, exactly. <laughs> I could see his work I, as It wasn't like, I am this person. Right. Whereas even, like, McGonagall with her bad accent was more like... This is who, like, I wasn't yeah. so acty. I don't know. But those, Snape and Voldemort, are, I think, are hard parts to play. Um, I mean, yeah, you, not everyone can be Alan Rickman. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, Ralph Fiennes. Um, and so I I just, I it, neither of them sold it. Neither of those parts, I thought, were very well done. Yeah. I guess I'm trying to think about, like, there are levels for me. Like, there are people that were clearly middle of the board. And I feel like I put Snape there if you think of, like, bottom on the board as, like, Hagrid. And Delphi. And and Delphi. Honestly, and Delphi. Um, I don't know. I would say this was more bottom of the board for me. I, like, the lines for Snape (coughs) were really impactful and emotional, but the actor was not. That's fair. I think I just really liked... And the portrayal of Snape, and I didn't really agree with some of the stuff that Snape said when I was reading it, but when I saw it on stage, I was like, oh, I, this makes a little more sense to me. I still argue that I don't think Snape would ever say, tell, um, Potter, like, 
I'm glad that he was named after me or whatever. Like, he named my son after me. I don't know if Snape would ever say those words out loud to a human person. He might have felt them. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, um... But, we but are also, th- Harry's dead in this universe. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like a Harry from a... It's a... It's a Snape from a different world, so maybe right. he would. Like, I bought it. I bought in, it when I watched a the show. Bit. I didn't buy it when I read it in. I laughed, I think, when I read it in the play the first time because it was yeah, not. Yeah, it's hard to say, like, because Snape isn't interesting. He's one of the survivors, basically, in the Voldemort world of, like, the Order of the Phoenix. There's, like, three people Ron, Hermione, and Snape. Um, and so. Neville's dead because Cedric Diggory killed him. Right. Um, right, of course. Sorry, I just felt the need to say that out loud. Uh, so, yeah, so I don't know if, like, the mem- memory of Harry and, like, obviously, like, Snape has been fighting a really long time. Right. He's kind of just, like, done. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I don't he know. He is really but done. He, I feel like he would... No, not dumb. Done. Done, yeah. I don't know if he... I feel like he'd be more angry at the world. But I felt like he was know. still, like, griping. But, like, I feel like he could have been, like... I think he was just too exhausted. Like, when, at the end, when he's, like... When they're, like, you're dead in the future world. He's, like, damn, that makes sense. <laughs> and, like, when he yeah. dies, like, with the Dementors at the end of that act. Or in the end of that scene, I guess... Um, he just, like, sort of welcomes it, and it's really sad. Yeah, it's, he's, like, tired. He's tired, definitely. So, I don't know, I could see him, maybe. Yeah, maybe he's just, like, well, I, like I said, I bought it more when I, when I watched it. Than <laughs> One of our friends, like, was audibly sobbing. Sobbing during that Snape scene. Like, I was sitting, like, down the row She her. was squeaking. <laughs> and I, like, it was kind of funny. I told her after but it was, um, not, like, obviously it wasn't funny, but, like, I was just, I didn't cry at all during the play, and I might have yeah. been the only one that didn't cry. I, I can't talk about anyone, because I was definitely crying during that scene. I wasn't sobbing, but I was crying during that scene and many other scenes. That one so. was really sad. That's a rough one. Um... Anytime I watch Snape die, it hurts me, and I just don't understand. Well, not, I mean, for me, that part wasn't as sad as, like, um, his conversation, I guess. No, right. That's true. That was really sad. Oh, God. All of it's sad. The worst part, emotionally, was the very end yes. of the play, yes. which I thought was honestly super fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was unnecessary. Yeah. We're talking about, so there's a part in the play at the very end where for no reason they stay in a time so that Harry and all in his family can watch his parents be killed by Voldemort. And not do anything. Like, they're helpless. Right. They could have left. There's nothing keeping them there. There's yeah. no evil demon making them watch. And we all have to watch it. Like, we hear well, it. Yeah, we don't watch it. We just hear we it. We just hear it. Like, the, the stage is black. And, like, there's just, like, and it's very loud. And we were in the very back, like, nosebleed section. That's, I think, where some of the speakers were, like, right in the corners there. Well, it's not completely black because you get to watch their reactions. No, I thought the stage was black. I thought you watched them cry. You see them. Like, just 
Yeah, you want the stage to be black because, like, you're more focused on what you're hearing, which is awful. But it is bad. I just remember going, like, what the hell? Yeah, you were. You were like, whoa. Because it is daunting. Like, it's it's another level of sad than we've ever because reached we've, in the show. We've heard, we've heard it and we've watched it before, like, in the books and stuff. Like, we've seen it in other flashbacks in the movie. So I'm like, I don't need this again. And, like... I'm good. It felt a little torture porny. Like, like it felt it was, like they just wanted us to cry, and I was to, already yeah. crying. It was trying too hard to like get this really emotional impact, and it wasn't as emotional because it was like I am trying to do this. Right. Like that wasn't the saddest part for me. Like it was the most. It was the most like jarring. Jo- yeah. It was the most like sup- emotionally jarring. Right. But there were other parts that affected me a lot more than that moment. Also. after that moment which is despite being like we're trying to make you cry is very very powerful is very powerful and then they they follow up that powerful moment with a bad wigged bad bearded hagrid bumbling in and there is a crib on fire in the middle of the stage like it is burning up they have an effect to make it look like there's fire it's on like the stage. It's like the burning bush. Like, Moses is there. Hagrid is Moses. Right. And he, and Hagrid gives, like, a two-minute-long monologue. Unnecessarily About, like, oh, God, I loved your parents, Harry. I can't believe they're dead. I can't believe they're dead. <laughs> that's and, <laughs> and he's bad, a bad actor, so that's funny. It's uncomfortable to watch him just sit there talking to a dying baby. Harry's been dead three weeks ago. He's a pile of ash by now because Hagrid's just letting him die in this fire. Oh. Hashtag keep the secret. I got serious (laughs) as motorbike. Hagrid is Scottish in my impression. (laughs) Honestly, why wouldn't they... Like, it would have been much more effective for me to see Sirius show up. I would have hated that. Like, if they had a good Sirius, I would have preferred... I, I truly believe... Also, that scene didn't make sense with the narrative because the people who you are in the point of view of have left, so... Who are we watching? Also, it doesn't happen the way it's said to have happened. Right. So. Right. Like, Snape comes, or no, sorry, Sirius comes. Hagrid, no, no, Hagrid comes first, first, has Harry, then he runs into Sirius, and he's like, I'll take Harry, and, and Hagrid's then like, Snape nah, comes. brah, I got a job to do, and then he's like, fine, take my bike, I won't need it. No, Snape comes first. No. In, in the movie, Snape comes first. Oh, BTC's Harry. Yeah, and then he's holding Lily's dead body. Oof. I forgot that he's there. That's sad. And I think that is in the book. For some reason, I I think it's in Prince's Tale. No, I think you're right. I just, for some reason, thought that he came after Harry was gone. He sees Harry, so it has to be. Um, I, I bet that's how, actually, oh, that totally makes sense, because that's how... Dumbledore knows to tell Hagrid to go and get Harry. Right, it's because of Snape. Snape. Which I don't think they ever say that. So, yeah, that was a terrible scene that somebody should have fact-checked them on. And also, in preview, someone should have been like, cut that, that is bad. have them leave after they defeat, um, Uh, Delphi. And then, oh wait, that's what it was. He's pretending to be Voldemort. Right. Okay. 
It's so bad. It's all, it's a little funny. Because he is it's pretending. It's a little funny. I just remembered that. I was, I was like, like oh. I don't remember Voldemort in this show. Well, I remembered it, and I remember it not being good. I was like, God, it was so bad, and then I remembered. No, yeah, it is so a little funny. funny watching Harry pretend to be Voldemort, like. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that checks very out. Very in canon. He does a very bad job. Yes. Harry, as always, a poor act. But he has to be the one that does it. Like I, and I, he's bad at it. I he feel like they wrote it. him into a wall, though. They they wrote themselves into a wall, though, because I also like would not let my children right. be the one to defeat like this dark evil exactly. at the end. So it like the fact that they included the parents, which is why Hogwarts doesn't include the parents. Just saying, like that's the reason why the Harry Potter series is about the kids. Because if you included adults, the kids wouldn't get to fight. Well, I guess, like, they do kind of bring the kids into it because, like, Harry fucks up. And, and so Albus, Albus is the only one that can fit into that little But it should have been Albus and Scorpius then that stepped in. Like, they should have never, I think that, so they, well, I guess they all have to meet up to figure out what's yeah. going on. But, um, that it's, they make it about Harry again. Right, like... I just wasn't. I was like, okay. Like, oh. I get it. It makes total sense, but... Can I tell... Talk about my least favorite part of the entire thing. It wasn't Hagrid, because mine's certainly Hagrid. No, it's kind of a um, throwback to the original. Oh, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I looked at Molly directly. I, so, there were, like, two times where I audibly laughed when nobody else did. <laughs> And one of them is when Harry turns to Albus and goes, I never went looking for trouble. Trouble always came and found me. And I go, <laughs> like, out And before, I just stared and at Alex and I weren't sitting next to her. My sister was in between us. And my sister gets annoyed with me when I'm, like, audible during, like, movies and stuff. But Alex knew exactly what was going on. I was, like, a done. I was just, like, they did not. Not again. It's such a lie. And they put that on the merch. Like, there was, like, a shirt or a bag or something that was, like, I didn't go looking for. I was, like, wow, they are, this is, like, I would for burn it. I would burn it with little Harry in that crib. <laughs> oh, my God. I, nobody ever give me that merchandise. It is just such a lie. Half of the time Harry gets into a sticky situation is because he's literally looking for trouble. Oh, spiders, I better go look for them. Uh -huh. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, golly. There is this really funny moment in that scene because they feel like they were aware of the fact that they didn't let the kids do anything. So, um, there's this really funny part where Scorpius is like, I'll be the one to, and then Draco just cuts him off and is like, you're not volunteering for this. And Scorpius is like, yep, yep, fair. No, like, thank you. I didn't, want to. I didn't want to do it. I <laughs> just thought everybody else was, so I should too. And I was like, oh, uh, uh, comedy gold. Yeah. Um, Scorpius and uh, Draco's relationship was very sweet. Yeah, because at the very end, they're all, like, hugging, and Draco goes, we can hug, too. And it's like, so, that's so sweet. It melted my little cold heart. Because, well, I think in that situation, they both want to be close with each mm -hmm. other. They just don't know how. Mm -hmm. Whereas, the only person keeping Harry and Albus from being close is Albus, in my opinion. 
but um, it's fine. I don't know. Because of the things Harry says, I think he's equally to blame, but they're both to blame because they're being angsty little, like... Yeah, I mean, I think, like, Harry should be the adult in the situation, but I do feel like Harry is reacting to how Albus is acting. Like, Harry should be reacting more maturely because he's supposed to be an adult, but he doesn't. But, like, I would never be as bad as Albus, but, like, there are times when you're just, like, as a teenager, like... You're gonna say things you don't mean, and you're gonna be, like, a little shit, and... Harry's response should always be, like, I, I still love you love anyway, you. but yeah. you're being an annoying little shit. Yeah. And, which is how I feel like Jenny sees it, like, which is why I think she... That's my only reason why I kind of am, like, okay, maybe Jenny wouldn't have said anything. She needs, like, them to work it out, but I think... yeah. Keeping them apart takes it too far. Like, I think she did have a, I'm gonna let them work it out thing until... Which is fine. It got, yeah, it got to that point. I just hate the line, more than the line when he says, um, sometimes I wish you're not my son, because that's very reactionary. I hate the line after he's had time to think about it with Ginny. When he says, I wish, "I wish he was more like James and Lily," that no, line gets don't. me you a don't lot actually more. Want that? Like you don't want carbon copies of your children, right? And also later in the show, like it's good growth, but later in the show, he's like, "James is nothing like me. Everything comes easy to him," and that's why. And I was like, "Yeah, exactly. That's why I thought you would connect more with Albus. Like James <laughs> is like supreme jock. <laughs> James is James. Yeah." Or, like, Fred or George or Ginny, even. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm missing, like, a big... Same. Oh, well, we didn't really talk about We didn't Delphi. talk about part... We skipped to part two. Oh, that's true. <laughs> act two of part two, I mean. We did not talk about act one, so let me just put my notes Act one, again. they meet Cedric in real life, right? Or is oh, that yeah, and he's two? a sweetheart. That sweetheart turned Death Eater. Am I right, you guys? Um. Oh my god, wait. So the opening of part two, act one, is this huge, like, Nazi march. I called it Edgelord dance number to start, like, the second show. Oh my god, it was so good. Because it's like you're in Voldemort's world, and he's like, and everyone's just like, I'm gonna march and dance really serious. It was Voldemort. No, it was really cool. I was so into it. Yeah, like, everyone was just like, it was just so dark. It was just hashtag so emo, but, like, I was here for it. Well, and there's this guy in the middle, and he was, like, bald, and, like, like clearly in the center of everything and I was like oh my god that's Voldemort and Colleen my sister and I were both like we didn't talk to each other the whole time but in our heads we both like assumed that was going to be Voldemort and there's gonna be this reveal and like because he was like triangle like they were doing a lot of triangle posing which was cool I like when they do that in stage stuff and like he was like at the tip but then they like reveal umbrage because she's, like, queen of the universe, apparently. And I was very disappointed. Because I was like, mm, that's cool. Like, the Voldemort's dancing. <laughs> that he, oh, you mean you were very disappointed that he wasn't Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will. <laughs> um. He did have a nose, so. Yeah, so that should have really given it away, Malls. Um, just kidding. Um. 
what was I gonna say about the dance party and oh the cape work who was their director of cape choreography it was amazing it was so cool they were all so good except for Alvis on purpose he's like trying at a different point in the thing when they first get to Hogwarts also when they do scene changes they use the cloaks all the time right that's really cool uh, I loved their cloak their cloak choreo amazing I don't know if anybody who listens to this podcast also watches Supergirl, but right now in the narrative of Supergirl, she's, like, learning to, like, use her cape, and that's all I could think about. No capes! I was was watching it. (laughs) Oh, God, I can't wait to see Incredibles (laughs) 2. Yeah, Cape Poirier was great. Um, Oh, I know another part that I, I almost cried with the Cedric stuff because... It reminded me of the movie, which is devastating, where he's, like, Amos Diggory's, like, obviously devastated that his son's gone. Yeah. Um, cannot go into that, but, um, (laughs) in the play, they have this part where, like, they want to warn Cedric, like, not to go, and, like, obviously, but instead they're, like, we can't mess with time anymore, which I think was good on their part, but um, they were basically like, your dad really loves you, and I was like, I know. Oh, yeah, that was really <laughs> That rough. was one of the most emotional parts for me, I think. Yeah. Because I just have a special place in my heart for that scene. Um, also, after that scene when Scorpius gets Albus back, because I don't think we mentioned this, but Albus disappears because Harry dies in one of the universes, oh, and Scorpius yeah. has to do everything by himself, and he doesn't have the love of his life, so he's very upset. But so he, all, he is, like, queen of the universe at that point. Oh, yeah, Scorpius is apparently evil. Which, he's like Draco, kind of. Yeah. And, like, young Draco. Right, and, and Draco and Scorpius, oh my god, this is one of my favorite scenes, how did we not talk about this? So one of my favorite scenes in... Sorry, we're jumping around. I'm very excited. Um, One of my favorite scenes in the whole play is Scorpius... um, It's in this universe where Scorpius is like Slytherin king or whatever. And Voldemort is the head of the universe. And Draco is like really high up in the ministry. He's Terry's job. Law enforcement. Oh yeah, he's head of the um, defense against... Magical law enforcement. Magical law enforcement, whatever it is. The order department. Um, and Scorpius comes into his office and Draco's like, I hear you've been talking about Harry Potter. Why are you talking about Harry Potter? Like, you're an embarrassment as a son. Blah, blah, blah. And Scorpius is, like, heartbroken because Draco in his universe, like, loves him so much and would never say such things. And, um... Because he accepts him for who he is. Yeah. His gay little son. Um, and, um, and then at the end... Scorpius basically stands up for himself and is like, this is, like, a bad world, basically, and Draco, like... And you're not really like this. Yeah, you're not like this. You're better. Mom told me that she fell in love with you for a reason and you were better than all of this, but I guess she was wrong. And no matter what universe you're in, like, that still stands true. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was a really good speech, and then Draco is like, um keep doing what you're doing basically and don't get caught you have more of your mother in you than I thought and it was so beautiful and that was the Draco's best scene yeah definitely but it's because he got to be Lucius for half of it like a nicer Lucius yeah like at yeah at the end he got to have his like sentimental moment but it wasn't like the goofy yeah I would say that the guy who played 
Draco was more of the, like, average. He wasn't below average, right. I guess. Agreed, agreed, agreed. He was not below average. Oh, but I loved that scene. Well, we did talk about part one, or act one a little bit, because we talked about Harry, or Ron and Hermione. Yeah. Um, I forgot about all that stuff. So that was all part one. Um... And then, yeah, I guess, I mean, the only other big thing to talk about is Delphi and her journey. Um, so the whole time she's kind of, like, coaxing Albus into being in love with her. Um, which I think after that is, like, why he swears off women. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, she's, like, flirting with Albus. And she's, like, a lot older, I think. Or she's like, an adult woman. Yeah. Which, obviously, she's not actually flirting. She's, like, doing it to coax him into following her evil plan. Mm -hmm. But her... Part of it is the lines. Like, they're awful. And they, like, create this, like, creature that she's supposed to be. And, like, there's this new prophecy. And she's supposed to be this, like, bird thing called an oculus. I think that's, like, her... I think that was, like, a self-made thing. Like, she's self... Like, no, but they were basing it off of, like, a real thing. Right, but I don't think she, like, is an Oculus. Like, I think she identified with, like, the symbolism of the Oculus, and she sort of, like, took that and created herself. And, like, has this tattoo. But yeah. And they're like, that's, like, a muggle thing. I don't know. It's, like, dumb. Because I think they were trying to, like, make something like the Dark Mark. Mm -hmm. um, but my, my sister said, and I tried to write it down, but I don't think I wrote it down correctly. <laughs> it was, um... Losing my spot. Oh, she was like, um, the play is about Lily Delphine and the fairy wings. <laughs> because, like, she also has fairy wings. I don't know. They're like, You're, yeah, your sister wings. basically was had a theory that Lily doesn't show up again because Lily is Delphine. Lily Potter is Delphine. Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. That was... I couldn't remember, but I knew it was like funny because it was like a parallel to her. It was really funny. The fairy wings. <laughs> and then her having like wing tattoos. Um, Which were kind of cool. Yeah, I liked those. Um, yeah, I it was overall I think Delphi, it. I think this show... Oh, and she, sorry, she did a weird voice. Like, yeah. This raspy, like... It was just She must have been hurting her throat. She was not doing correct voice work. It was bad. Lynn would not approve. <laughs> I just was like, I stopped watching her because I thought she was doing such a I poor job. It. it was like, I am the class! <laughs> like that. And I was like, what? And then there's the scene where she meets her dad and he's saying these awful things about her and her whole part is basically like, I am doing all of this so Lord Voldemort will... Rise will again. rise and Stronger will appreciate me. Than ever. <laughs> but like when she meets him, it's like she's meeting like Joe friendship. Like I don't know. Like she just did not act like she was in the presence of the Almighty Lord Voldemort as she. Yeah. Well, she him. was also suspicious. Like obviously. But she wasn't at the very beginning. Like when she first meets him, she's like not. She's like, well, I don't know. I was just, like, not buying it. Because that scene could have been way more emotional. Because Harry's like, you could never be like me. And she's like... Yeah, yeah Harry was, like, throwing down some... <laughs> oh, yeah, throwing some mad hate down. Um, uh, yeah, so... 
all of that was happening. And I was just like, I feel like this show would have worked better if it was, Delphi wasn't in it. Like, if it yeah. was just, like, Albus overheard the conversation with Harry. Like, and, he's his own worst enemy. <laughs> right, honestly. I think that was the, that was the plot that I focused on more. Like, we did not need a centralized villain. It didn't need a part two, honestly. Like, they could have just made a better structured play, not a two-part play, because, I mean, it was great. Like, we were saying, like, we're always happy to have more Harry Potter, and it, like, built out, like, this interesting world, but, like, I, I think they could have done a better play with, like, they were trying to do too much. They tried to do I way too much. I think they could have done much. a really interesting three-act. And I said it before, I think they just should have fed us dinner, and that was part of the show, and then we kept going. <laughs> like a Harry Potter-themed dinner. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you go into a separate room, and... But they could have cut out even some of, like, the fluff of, like... That's what first... I'm saying, like, the three, a three-act. So, like, yeah. and they just combine some of the stuff. Really, honestly, just part one, part two, and, uh... <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, act one... Act two and then act one would have been fine. And then you take out all of the... Yeah. The Delphi stuff. And I think they could have even turned those three acts into a two-act play. And instead of going back and trying to save Cedric, you go back and try to and save, fix like... It. Yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they could have made it into two acts and, like, it would have left you wanting more, but that's, like, a good play. Right. I don't know. I, I just am being selfish because, like you were saying, I just always want more Harry Potter. So I was glad to watch the second act, the half, the yeah. part two or whatever, but I I do think that it was a little bit unnecessary. Yeah. It's the Delphi plot. I think they could have either had a better villain and expanded upon But the... you've already had, like, the ultimate villain as Voldemort. Right, which is why they couldn't find a plot that didn't involve him. I mean, maybe, like, still bring back Umbridge or something, because she's, like, the only one that really rivals <laughs> Voldemort um, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, but, because um, she's still alive at the end of the series. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they needed a straight-up villain. yeah. Um, a couple more romantic things just to lighten the mood. So, um, Scorpius saying that line about the only thing. Oh, so Scorpius, when he gets back and he meets Albus again and he finally gets Albus back, Al um, Scorpius is like, you were the only thing keeping me alive. And it's directly parallel to a conversation he had literally a scene before with Snape about Lily being the only thing that keeps Snape alive. So just a lot of parallels happening with very iconic romantic couples from the original series. Yeah. Um, okay, not that Snape and Lily are a couple, but like Snape's love is for Lily is iconic. They even say like always or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, How does Oh, I love um, I, oh, I don't know. Sorry. Um, I think. Oh, then finding out that Voldemort had a daughter. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the hashtag keep the secret. Oh, yeah. There's one part that we agreed we aren't going to talk about. But it's very cool. It's very cool. Go see the play. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I love the exploding snap story with Jenny. I think that's really sweet. 
when she's talking about how what made her fall in love with Harry, like, really fall in love with him was after, like, everything happened with Voldemort and everybody was treating her like she couldn't be talked to or that she was, like, some cursed thing that he just, like, sat down and played Exploding Snap with her. I thought that was really, really a sweet story. That they, like, made up, but that was fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, when did that happen in the book? They didn't have time for that. My last note just says dad convo V. I think I'm supposed to say very something. Very what? Oh, okay. So here's the line that happens at the end of the show. That um, it happens right after the Rose moment where Scorpius comes in and is like, I think I'm really getting somewhere with Rose. I think she might actually like like me in the future. This is a long game, blah, blah, blah. And Albus is like, yeah, sure, whatever, okay. And then Rose comes by and is like, let's not make this weird, Scorpius, okay? Like, we're not making it weird. And then she leaves. And Albus is like, oh, like, things really have changed. And, um... And then, um, then I guess Scorpius hugs Albus and they have their like little, oh no, Albus hugs Scorpius and Scorpius is like, oh, I thought we weren't gonna like hug. You didn't want us to hug. And, um, and then Albus is like, no, it's fine. We're hugging now or whatever. And Scorpius is like, yeah, maybe we're just like looking at our relationship in a different way. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. then Albus is like, yeah, you should ask Rose how she feels about that. <laughs> I was like, bitch, somebody. That's what I mean. I think they were very aware, and they were, like, <laughs> kind of making fun of the Rose thing. I mean, they obviously still did it, but... Um, I mean, that line really saved it for me at the end, where right. Albus just looks back and is like, maybe you should ask Rose how she feels about that. I was like, yeah, how do you feel about being a beard, Rose? Like... I don't know. Probably not good. Is that line in the play? Can we check that? It's right before the last scene because the dad scene happens at the There are so many scenes. They're all like really short, but it's like... Which is, by the way, not how you write a play, but it's fine. Some plays are like that. You're not supposed to change um, scenery as much as they do I think that's why it's so minimalist. Yeah. Better ask Rose if it's the right thing to do. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it is in the script. I didn't read it. The intention behind the way he said it was very different than how I read it in my head. I don't think they ever say it's, like, a different, they have a different friendship. No, it's, it's right before that line. Um, I know, I think it's, uh, oh, where where was it? No, he's talking about walking with his dad there. He says, Ben asks Rose if it's the right thing no. to do. Oh, I wasn't sure oh, whether we should in this new version of us. I had, had it in my, my head. head. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was the line I had in my head. Yeah, this new version of us I had in my head. Yeah, way worse than how I just said it then. It was very loaded with innuendo. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then, like, Harry and Albus once again try and, like, rebond, and it's still, like, awkward, which I guess is, like, accurate. I don't know. I just hate... I still just don't like the play. (laughs) Yeah. The plot of the play. Yeah, I don't like the plot. I won't say I don't like the play, because I really do love the... I I enjoyed watching the play. I don't like the script, 
But I love the performance. I loved watching the play. Yeah, and I will see it again. My friend Brielle, who saw it with, like, a separate point from us, we were talking after. Um, I got back, and we're thinking we're going to try to get tickets and see it again. Because we just want to, like, I need a second watch, and then I'll be good for my life. But it's very, I had a lot of... I actually kept a lot more of it than I thought I would. Yeah, I did too. Um, we were lucky that we also got to see most of the original London cast, which yeah. was um, cool. A very right. cool. I I kind of I don't of, think I've ever seen the, like the original cast of anything. Yeah, Broadway wise, and then to see like the original London cast. Yeah, I was. was I think cooler. we were really fortunate because I think there are some parts like Scorpius one of them that just won't be the same when they yeah. replace. Yeah, and I mean really and Harry. Harry too. I was to say Harry too. Because if he wasn't good, it honestly would have ruined the entire play. Right. Like, because Harry's such a big part of it, for better or worse, like, if his performance had been off, it would have been very bad. Which, so he's nominated for a Tony, Scorpius is nominated for a, right? For, for a Tony. And He's then, nominated for a Best Supporting Actor. So is Hermione. So is Hermione. Harry is nominated for Best Leading Actor. He also had the, like, the last curtain call. Which I thought, I was pissed about. He, like, which, he probably does have the biggest part, but, like, he shouldn't. But I also don't, I disagree. Like, I think he's the protagonist in Part 2, and Albus, Albus is, is the protagonist, protagonist in Act 1. Part 1. I mean, yeah, in part one, sorry. In part one. Like, Harry doesn't become, like... And Scorpius is honestly the protagonist in act two, part one. That's what I mean. Like... Scorpius. Yeah, Scorpius. Like, they... I feel like the three of them split that lead. So for Harry to be, like, nominated for... I think sometimes they do these nominations like this so both of them can win. And honestly, I do want Scorpius to win, so... Well, I think Scorpius was always going to be a supporting, no matter what. Right. Which is fine. I do think he will win, though. Yeah. I think he did a very good job. I don't think Harry will necessarily win, though. I don't know who else... Well, actually, Scorpius has probably less likely of a chance, because sporting is mixed with... um, Is mixed with musical. And best actor is separated from musical. So I don't know what other plays were up in Broadway no, this year. No, it's best featured actor in a play and best featured actor oh, in a musical. Oh, okay. Separate. So oh, it's oh, it's just the male and female are together. No, why did it's I think separate. that it wasn't like that? But like, see, he's up against Nathan Lane. Oh, Anthony Boyle. Yeah, and Michael Sarah. Um. Yeah, he's got a rough. And I think um, the guy who plays Harry, Jamie something, mm-hmm. he's up against Denzel Washington, I think. Yikes. If I'm not mistaken, because he's an Iceman cometh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jamie Parker. And Andrew Garfield. I didn't even know he was in Angels in America. I knew he was in that. Wait, what does that say? Tom? Oh, Hollander. I yeah. thought it said Tom Holland. I was like, what? Two Spider-Mans on Broadway? <laughs> Um, I don't know why I thought that. that you they said were... that earlier, too, or, like, when we saw it, and I was like, I don't think they did that. I but don't I know why I, like, I don't know why I thought that they did that. I'm trying to think of any of them that they combine, but I don't see. 
I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why I thought they did that. I've, like, had that in my head for a long time, and it's just not true. So. Yeah, pretty every category the Harry Potter play is nominated for, for plays. It's also nominated for Best Choreography, which, which is fair. Everything else is a musical except for it, so I don't know if it'll win, but um, it did have really cool choreography. Um, yeah, I don't know how much it'll win, but I'm really proud of it. I think it'll do well, because I think the big contender is Iceman Cometh, and I've heard like mixed things about that. Yeah, you've got a eyelash. Make a wish. Just, just, just move it away off your face. I'm sorry, I just touched you. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, it received ten Tony nominations. It, I think definitely technical side should sweep. Yeah, like I just don't know what else. And I think Hermione will win. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, we forgot to mention she was nominated. I, did you I said say it? it? Yeah. yeah. And then, in my heart, Moaning Myrtle will win. Noma. No, I'm not going to try and pronounce that. Dumas Winnie. Anxious. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Molly sent me this gorgeous interview with her that just had me, like, sobbing about... What it was like to be on Broadway. Which actually as a, Colleen sent to me. As a black actress. And like what it meant to her. And it was really, really great and beautiful. And if you're interested in that sort of thing, you should check it out. She just starts sobbing in the middle of the... Yeah. Well, so the, it, the interviewer, I think, just asks kind of an innocuous question. Like, what does it mean to be... Yeah, um, nominated or yeah. or even just in it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, what does it mean to be coming to Broadway? And she just like burst out crying and it was so sweet. Cause she's like, I think it really hit her kind yeah. of in that moment, like what it means to her. Uh, and yeah, it was really just like, and she's like kind of laughing. And yeah, like, she's I, laughing herself, but she's like, and she's trying to be really, really like, um, political about the way that she says what she's trying to say but like she's basically just like for some people in this industry things are like things that you have more opportunity than someone yeah. like me has as I think the way that she puts it but like more eloquently well but and she also talked about like I, How I she, went and saw Broadway and these wonderful actresses but none of them like yeah. Like, she was very complimentary, and yeah. she was, like... Right. She was, like, and and she was, like, I've seen black actresses on Broadway like, before, but they're, like, in musicals, and she's, like, and I can't sing, so... Yeah, and she's, like, I never thought I could do this. Like, mm -hmm. I never even thought it was possible. Like, I never dreamed it, basically. And it was just, wow, so great. Um, yeah. So, that's that. Um... Go go see it. Go see it now. If you we... have seen it, we'd love to hear. Oh what yeah, your we'd thoughts. love to like compare notes, hear your thoughts. Send definitely. us a voice memo. Um, yeah. So 
Send us a voice memo or something, or like a message, an email, um, or a Facebook message like Meg does. She's my favorite. Mine too. <laughs> um, all right, well, everyone stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.